0: Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or video, we are the team to get the job done. No matter matter if you need photos for that great wedding or that special event, they can help you with your photos. And if you need a videographer for your wedding day or if you need to shoot a music video or, or a special family event, They are the videographers to get the job done. So no matter if you're thinking about photos or videos, please contact Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next video or photography project. I'm so excited to have on our show today a former MRS Maryland America 2006 Patty Marcos on the show. She's very passionate about her two platforms, heart attacks, risk, and her major platform that she's going to talk about is her daughter and the ongoing issues about diagnosing dyslexia in the school system. Um, I think this is an episode that is just phenomenal, and I really appreciate Patty coming on and really diving in to giving us a really deep dive of what I had to go through as someone who had a learning disability. And I really appreciate Patty really doing everything that she could to help her daughter. And I appreciate everything my mom did for me. And I see very much, um, things in parallel between the two of them. And, um, I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. And I want to also say that Patty's an incredible hairdresser and you can Learn and hear from this interview how much she really cares about her daughter as well as her clients. So I hope you enjoy this and stay tuned. And welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how are you? Hi, Patty. It's, a,
0: it's always great to have another Mrs. MRS Maryland on the show. So I was, it's like going down the list, and uh, everyone is special. And uh, I appreciate, um, how much you really still put into the organization and uh and care about our state so much. I I I truly appreciate people that uh still continue to come back year after year and really care about our state. So
1: Oh uh, yeah, we are definitely a sisterhood. I mean, absolutely. We we were just saying that I was just meeting up with my O four and O five the other day and we were just loving on each other and um and yeah, so and I actually do keep in touch with several of them and yeah, I I love my Maryland. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. Um I always have had a thought and I, I say it to everyone who's um who who's a past title holder that it would be awesome if whoever is um, the the director for what region that they made a like a past sash so that everyone like it's it's specifically like all black or all red you know something that fa- that facilitates they're all the same and then your your year is in big and bold and it, you can still wear it. you could wear it like to a major event but it would you know you'd still be Miss Maryland but it, it would the num the year would go first so yeah
1: something that's that, a great idea yeah
0: something that Because, you know, you we could use you as marketing as well as like and and then you get, you know, because you're you're always MRS Maryland. So that's so important, you know, you know, just because you gave it up, you still represented that year and you did a great job representing that year. So it's really important that uh, that everyone. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I think that's a great idea. And thank you. Thank you so much for all you do for pageants and um yeah thank you so much
0: I think our audience is like wow this is just a love fest here you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know what I think for 2020 I think that what we I think what we're learning is just all about gratitude and I think that the more that we express gratitude is really what we really need to be focusing on and I think that's what we're all learning in
0: 2020 <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so. and uh recognizing, um, people, um, before you know, if if they are feeling a little sad, making sure that they get the recognize recon, recognition they deserve, and because everyone's done something that's great, you know. Um, so, yeah. um, I I the question I always ask my guests because the the whole point of the show is to give your knowledge to someone else that might might want to win your title. So, how did you uh, get into pageantry when you were a young child? Did you do did you do performances? Were you did, were your cheerleader? Did you, were did you do any athletics or or was okay, pageantry well. <laughs> something you just jumped into In case, later well, In you
1: you've met me so you know how tall I am. Yes. So I I was a model. Well <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> um but I I did modeling. I, my sister was a model and she um kind of led the way for me to get into modeling and I kind of was always kind of walking in her shadow and I felt like I wanted to be more I, I kind of wanted to do something on my own instead of always being Debbie's little sister. Cause every time I would go on a modeling interview or meet the agents, they were always like, oh you're Debbie's sister. I'm like, no, I'm Patty. <laughs> I'm not Debbie's sister. Um but she was a great sister and very supportive, but um, I, I definitely, um, the, how I got into doing pageants was actually after I um, had, I got married kind of young and um, had started, you know, I was doing hair and and loving that. And um, then I f- sort of felt a little bit like, um, I think a lot of moms feel like this, where you feel like you get consumed by your role and title as a mom and a wife and you forget who you are after a while. And uh, what happened to me was I just started to feel like I want to do more for the world than just be in my little cocoon. So I read this book and it's called the artist way. And I, it's, it's a 12 step recovery program uh, for to like uncover an artist block. It's by Julia Cameron. And I went through these steps where like you go and you take yourself on these artist dates once a week and you journal and you do all this stuff. And I decided, um, I wanted to do something that I'd always wanted to do, and that's to do acting. So I started taking acting lessons and, um, to just kind of get me out of the house. Cause I worked from home as well. Like I started my salon, um, out of my home. So I'm like working from home. I'm always home. And I was like, let me just do that. And, um, and then, I mean, that's a I great like, way to
0: get out of the house to me, <laughs> you know, to either were at that time, were you just doing like, um, were you just doing classes or were you, um, trying so to do like, a, say- bro- some kind of like performance, like a Broadway performance kind of, or so independent? I was
1: taking the classes because it's like something in the, in the book, it's like, you know, just telling you to get out of your comfort zone. So then I decided, okay, I've got to, um, get out. And I was like, one of the goals is like, okay, I'm going to actually work as an yeah. actor. So I knew the modeling agents and everything like that. And I knew the, they're, they're also, you know, Talent agents. So I was like, okay, now I've got to start going out to start getting work. So I went to get my headshots done so I can start pursuing the acting through that. And that's when I met um, the director of Mrs. Um, Maryland. Uh, She was at a at a photo shoot when I was getting my headshots done. And that's when I first heard about pageants, which I didn't even know there was such a, a thing as an MRS or a Mrs. I, I just really hadn't had no idea. I thought once you're married, um, you pretty much, you know, we're out of the, you know,
0: well, that's the, what I running. I, that's why I love bringing our, our married, um, contestants on, because I, I really want to change that perspective because like, just because you're married, you're not thrown out with, with the, with the, uh, Bathwater. (laughs) Bathwater. Right. Exactly. You have, uh, some people get married really early and so you have lots to offer. Some people get married really late. Yeah,
1: I met my husband when I was 18. I got married at 21 and, um, you know, and I just was, you know, just really dedicated to my family. So, yeah, and I just was, but at the same time, I just really wanted to, you know, still go out and, and give my all to life and and my family at the same time and that's what I loved about the Mrs. America organization is they really value family and um and respect all of that but I just really had no idea so yeah it was really cool to to hear such a thing I was I was mind blown
0: <laughs> so is the is it the pursuit of 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 beating your sister as a young child which is what got you into modeling or was it just <laughs> no. something that and you I looked never up wanted to... to
1: beat my sister? I, I wanted to, I liked, I liked modeling. I, but I'm definitely more of like an artist. And it was like, um, when I was doing modeling, I wasn't that that excited about it because it was like, I was always like someone else's like, clay and they were like they were molding me and they were doing and so that's why when I got into hair it was like I was able to be the artist behind that so modeling was fun but I wasn't as like excited to have everybody do my hair and, and have, tell me what to wear. And like, I'm sitting there and they're doing my hair and and they're putting the clothes on me. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think that goes. (laughs) And I don't really, and what about, you know, (laughs) I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to be more on the artistic side. So that's why the acting part was like, oh, I wanted to do that because it was more like I could express myself more. Um, and then with the pageantry, it was like, wow, like you can have a platform and you can have a say and you can, you can express yourself and, and you can, you know, and it just was like, it really spoke to me in that way. Like you really can, you can have, you know, so.
0: Well, it also sounds like you always had a voice then if you, if you knew something looked bad and also sounds like you, you had some kind of, um, you know, appeal to the audience if, if you were being hired by a, a, um, a dress company or an agency to rep a company um, at a young age, you, you must have had that, that specific look at a young age. So you must have always been put in that situation. Is that, hmm. is that how you perceived it? Like you're, they, that people always, oh, she's perfect. She could represent our, our, our uh, demo very well.
1: I did a lot of like bridal stuff. Like gotcha. that was seemed like, I think it was more for the, the area, like the DC area, like in the, you know, the Baltimore um, DC area was definitely a little bit more commercial. And there was, I did a lot of catalog stuff. Um, but as far as like runway and, and stuff like that, it was a lot more like I did a lot more like, I guess, bridal. But
0: um, now do you think, do you think any, Oh, I'm sorry. Go the, ahead. Do you, do you think any of that? Really allowed you um, to like put that in your back of your mind, knowing that you know when you got to a point where your marriage was stable, your your kids are stable, that you, oh, I really enjoyed doing that. Let me see if I could do something similar. Is that what the itch was like? If that wasn't, if that wasn't, if that didn't occur originally, do you think the itch would have uh, occurred outside that, or do you think you just would have found something else?
1: Um, I think like for me and like reading that book, it was like, I want, yeah, I think it was like getting like the artist in me. And like, I think all women like feel a little bit like, and I was so grateful that I found that book because it was actually given to me by, um, my best friend at the time, and sounds like a great friend
0: because it sounds like a great book.
1: Definitely, and she was given it was given to her by someone, um, her I guess her sister in law, and I'm actually giving I'm I'm giving it. I just bought it to give to my nephew because, you know, we all sort of can get stuck sometimes in our world where you you know you're itching to to live life and to do something more, and you your purpose gets a little bit kind of kind of foggy and you're like, I know I, I want to do more in life, but I don't know what that is. And, and you want to, you know, life is so like, you know, so full of opportunities and and I think we are all given like, we don't, I don't think we all have just like one purpose in life. I feel like we, every day we can create a different version of ourselves. And I'm always constantly recreating myself because I think that we're all works of art. And You know, it's every day we can wake up with like a different, um, a different day to like a new day, you know? So, but at that time, like I loved being a wife and mother and I loved, and I had my business at home and I, and I was doing hair, but I think sometimes it was like constantly, I feel like, I don't know. I just like to recreate myself and it was like just time. And well, I think, I think
0: it's important to continue to evolve and to continue to, to, uh, find yourself because um if you are the same person that you are at 18, and and you haven't evolved in in over like 40, 50 years, it sounds like a pretty you know unexpired life. Like you know if you, if you've always eaten uh, Wheaties every morning and you never tried <laughs> never tried yeah. Cheerios, you know, like there mm-hmm. are you know there are other things. Yeah, so I think I I think you, what you did was you went out and you challenged yourself. You know. You, it sounds like you got everything that you wanted in life, but then you also wanted to challenge yourself emotionally and spiritually. So Exactly. Um, so do you think um, things just happened to come in at the right time when you met our current director and, and things just kind of aligned? And, and do you think that's what it is? Or do you think that you would have ran into um, MRS pageants, uh, uh, naturally Mm -hmm. just with the course of never.
1: Yeah. I I think that it's all about like when you just get out there and start moving and and start, like, I I do kind of, um, I never forget this one thing my pastor at the church said about like how God works. And like, if you're just sitting there and you're in a car and you want to go somewhere, um, and you want like God to like steer your life, like you, you have to push the gas before and, And then like the steering wheel is not going to move very easily unless you push the gas. Like God can steer you in a direction, but you've got to push the gas pedal. And like, I just started moving and going in a direction. And then all of a sudden, like the path starts to become clear. So I think that I just started going and then that's when it started happening. I had no idea when I set out in that direction and then... For, for me to have met her. I never would have, never ever would that have happened. And then it set a whole other series of events to happen from there. And I'm just like, so, so grateful. And I learned so many important lessons from that whole, that whole experience. I mean, just like never would I ever imagined.
0: So from that photo shoot, did you pursue acting, or did you totally change your? Oh no, I you kept
1: do- doing it. I kept doing it, but I mean, definitely, like you know, the pageant definitely does consume you, and yeah, of you course. know, there's so much of that. Like, I, you know, it can't be. Uh, You know, business owner, wife, mother, pageant person, acting like I I definitely I mean, you could, but I mean,
0: (laughs) you wouldn't be able to sleep, you know,
1: Um, I mean, I still took my classes and still exercised. that I did, you know, a little bit of it, you know, a little some student films and um, and stuff like that. But um, but didn't go out there and visit all the agencies and do as much of that as I wanted to. But it's kind of still on hold. Well, um, <laughs> well, darling, you're still young and confident,
0: <laughs> and you know there, there's still plenty of time. You, as long as you're six feet above the ground, there's still always there's always time. Exactly,
1: exactly. I'm still, I'm gonna do it again. But I mean, I, there's so much I still learned from all of the acting lessons that um, I'm still applying and um. I did venture into, you know, applying a lot that I learned through the pageants and the acting and yeah, yeah, so.
0: Do you think vice versa? Do you think what you learned um, in the acting portion is what allowed you to excel during the pageant and win your title?
1: I think that, yeah, everything that you learn, like, you know, from modeling to the acting to, you know, you know, pageantry is like we, you know, we apply everything that we've learned in life. Hopefully, I think we hope we all do that you know
0: well if if Um, someone's coming into this new and they haven't done yeah if they haven't done a pageant you have to
1: use all your life experiences to to do it but yeah i mean you know it's it is it's about just applying everything that you've learned in life i mean that it's about being the best version of yourself it's about you know mind body soul like everything it's about just being you know I mean, it is like, it's about being the best version of yourself. And like, obviously like it's about, you know, creating that composure, obviously and being comfortable on stage and in front of, you know, doing the interview with one-on-one with the judges and like, yeah, I mean, the acting definitely helped, you know, learning how to, how to do that and to like learn your mantras and like what you tell yourself and preparing and stuff. Um, so, I mean, you have to just use what you have. I mean, I think that cr- trying to, cram for something and, you know, take a bunch of acting classes, or I think anybody can do it just being the best version of yourself. I mean, I think that stage presence and the modeling thing really helped me like learning how to walk on stage. Like, I think that's really important. Um, I think, but I think if you're just comfortable with yourself, that's more important than anything.
0: So Lorette Sweets talks to you during this photo shoot she gets you on board. Um, how many, how how long did it take to eventually win your title? Was it, th- did you win it your first year or did you come back Yeah. To-
1: yeah, I did. I mean, I think that it was like, it was just for me, I was just in this like, you know, mode where like the stars were aligning kind of thing. Which is awesome, I, right? Yeah. It was just, the, you know, and I didn't want to spoil it after that where I was like, but that being said, I think... I think it was I I was a little bit overwhelmed by the pa- I did had no idea what pageants were like when I went into nationals, um, the, these girls had been doing it for years and they'd done lots of them before. And I was like, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm just here to have fun. Like, this is a great experience. And, and they, they were a little bit more cutthroat than I was prepared for <laughs> after I went, did Maryland. Cause I was just really just enjoying like life there. And I had lots of family to support me in Maryland. And then when I went to nationals, it was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't really have my family there. I wasn't in my Maryland and, um, and it was, I was still there to have fun, but it was definitely game on basically really, really game on. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, you, um, have you, have you competed, competed in any other system since you won? Uh, I kind of like, you know, to me, I,
1: I've thought about it, but I, I just had such a good experience. Like I, in a way, didn't want to spoil that. Of course. And I was like, you know, kind of stop while you're ahead kind of thing. I just, I really had such a good experience. I mean, I'm oh, yeah. not saying I'll rule it out in the future, but at the same time, like it's, it's, it's kind of tempting for me to just sort of stop while I was ahead. I, I just like, don't want to like bury all of that with like another experience. It was just so sweet and special to me that I don't know.
0: I mean, everyone great experience, yeah, all of your colleagues that have won, um they always say that as a married woman that America is the system that you want to do because one, they treat you so well at nationals and you have Lorette as a director, and you have you have all the cool gifts that they give you. I mean, everyone talks about the gifts, so I mean i i I know for a fact that none of the other systems are that way, so like. You, yeah. If you, if the one that you won was America, you kind of went to the top and you, you, you know, it's like yeah. winning us, it's like winning USA the first time, you know, can't going, going and competing in other systems will, um, is always, you know, like going backwards in a sense. So, um, yeah. but that's my personal opinion, it, but it sounds like, um, you have a high opinion of America too. So.
1: I had a, yeah, I had a great experience and like, I'm still in touch with like, you know, people from nationals, like, you know, like I said, the sisterhood and like, um, I mean, I just even though it was like a little bit more serious than, you know, I thought, but it, you know, people were just taking it, like, it wasn't just all fun. Like it was a serious competition. Like I, they were just so fun and um, sweet and um, I still keep in touch with, I mean, I'm saying like 90% of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did had a. I, I don't want to spoil that. I don't think so
0: oh i don't i don't blame you at all
1: but you know what like never say never like it's you kind of are like i that's what i've learned with life like as soon as i think i've got life figured out you know <laughs> you just never know with life so
0: well i mean if you would uh do you have do you have a, a do you, like would you do it just for the sash like because the sash like like i mean or would you, no, and it sounds well, like you're a faith it. person because like, like international is very Christian, a very Christian pageant. So it all, that's what. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, it's, it's really honestly like uh, for me, cause um, it's about my, it's about the platform to be honest. Like I, it's because, um, because of what I've been through with my daughter and like just raising awareness for the dyslexia and. All of that, like it would be, it would be something like that. Well, please, I,
0: well, you never even mentioned what, what your platform was. So, what was your platform?
1: Um, well, my platform in Mrs. Um, America was heart disease, and because I've had it throughout my family and um, just you know just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, um, my mother, uh, I mean my daughter um, when I was, um, you know, after I got through with the pageants and my daughter got a little bit older and entered school, uh, discovered her dyslexia. And, um, it was just, you know, it's been an ongoing fight for the past 12 years. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, just haven't been able to really get my head above water with that whole thing like it's just been one thing after another after another with it and i just feel like the world needs to know because everybody with dyslexia everybody thinks like it's so you know they're like they've heard the word and they're just like oh yeah of course like dyslexia like it's common like the schools are definitely taking care of the kids with dyslexia but no, they're not not. they're not they're just not and And you and
0: i expressed to you earlier yeah before we started that i have a severe severe reading and writing disability so I mean yeah. I, I've I have to deal with this my entire life so uh, and my mom would probably have very um uh mutual conversation uh, exactly I mean um, even in college uh, she would be the person that I would study with so that, you know she would help me read um, my courses um, and then some of them would be uh, available on audio tape I mean I I'm now 38, so I'm the last generation where they had like pre audio tapes. Now everything is digital, but you used to have to go to the the, the blind institute, uh, especially for college, and most of yeah. the inst most of the uh, textbooks mm. were pre. You mm. could like that's how I could read. So
1: yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, with today's technology. Like as the future goes. But I mean, most people, you know, think that it's just like seeing things backwards or getting things out of order, or like that kids are just confused, or they're lazy or stupid or unmotivated, or that it's, you know, that it's just found in kids, or that they're just gonna outgrow it. And that, you know, it's just like it's not all those things, you know? And there's just so much confusion about like what it is, and that they think that the schools are doing it when there's like this this, you know way of teaching this 80 year old, uh, system, this Orton Gillingham method that like, it's so amazing that other kids could be learning from it and that don't even have dyslexia. And they're not even using that to help kids learn to read. And, um, and it's just a shame. And, and the, and the schools don't even diagnose kids with it. Like even though the teachers can clear and teachers don't even know the first thing about it, I've got clients, you know, tons of clients that are educators. And they're like, I wouldn't know the first thing to do with a dyslexic kid because they're not trained. They don't they're like, I wouldn't know what the heck to do. Well,
0: the the thing, the thing while I was growing up, that was so upsetting is that they they just put me in uh, special ed like I was um, Oh, eighty percent
1: 80%, was, 80% was, of kids yeah. in special ed are are dyslexic right. 80%.
0: And I wasn't a troubled child, so everything that you you're saying well, is...
1: you're you're you wouldn't be troubled, but you you know at the time, but you would grow to be troubled. I mean, if, perhaps you're because right. you're not you're not treated the right way, and you you know you're gonna you know get anxiety and all of this stuff through the educational system, and that's what happened to my daughter. It's like we you know we had to try, you know, we had to, you know, she's got severe dyslexia, and there's such a wide range of kids who are dyslexic. Like, you know, there's different, you know, there's a different spectrum, you know, like you've got, but it's, it's literally like 15% of the population have it, you know, worldwide. And it's not even, you know, different cultures. You don't have to be English speaking. It's like different, you know, all different socioeconomic backgrounds. And, you know, it's like 700 million people worldwide. It's just It's just all across the board and like the schools are not doing anything about it. And it's just a shame that like, and the only, and what's sad is that the people whose parents have, or the, you know, the, you know, the parents who have the money to get the attorneys and the people who, and those are the kids that might be getting more attention, but the parents who are out there working, who don't even recognize that these kids actually have dyslexia, those are the kids that are suffering and it's just really sad.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate that I had an incredible mother that was always on the ball. Always. I mean, she went through the, what they call IEP meetings, which is repute. (laughs) I know. It sounds like you're one of those parents. (laughs) And, uh, I, um, I'm very understanding of the, my, my biggest crutch was, um, I, was having problems reading, but then I was literally next to someone that was punching my arm every day or, or, or throwing stuff at right. me. So it's annoying. And my biggest crutch was that I just needed someone to help me because. Right. If you put me in college, I graduated. Now I, I just didn't pursue a four year degree. I graduated, uh, Anne Arundel community college, but I have a 3.2 GPA so mm-hmm. in college so i mean the if you give me the opportunity i can right. i can produce the you know the material and and do the work and it just That's shows right. that they like you're saying is that they just have they lack the understanding uh, of the students and it's not necessarily yeah. that they're just uneducated or or uh,
1: they're intel it's not about intelligence
0: in any way or or no. lack of of work it's just that we may not be able to to do the work in the same amount of time and i mean i mean there i i just don't believe in like like throwing like all these arbitrary like one of the things that my um my english teacher because other students would have four english teachers in four years in high school i would have the same english teacher because in special ed everything was exactly the same and um, the biggest thing that they were trying to get through is getting through these, stu- these four mandated tests because that was the most important thing because um I couldn't graduate high school without passing these stupid mandated tests because mm. I was gonna I was deaf they were gonna I, not arbitrarily pass me but like I was gonna pass because mm. I was doing my work so I was gonna pass high school but that's the stuff that right, I was, that, the testing that there's arbitrarily those those tests they put in so it's just it's just frustrating all and I'm sounds like you definitely need to run for um either office or you need to have another title because you're very (laughs) passionate about this it's clearly you're knowledgeable about this and this is something that needs to be addressed um and um I'm fully backing you like I I, I'm like I you're 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 hitting every like yeah I know like I mean I I lived through it so um I still live through it like it doesn't go away like just you because- learn,
1: Either you learn like to be a really, really hard worker as a dyslexic because you either sink or you swim, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like you're going to be, you know, super, super hardworking um, because – or like if you're not, then I bet you like, you know, in the jails, there, there are just probably so many people that are dyslexic in the jail system. I would love to have them. I think they're even going to do that. They're going to test um, some of the – the people in jail to see how many of them actually have dyslexia, which is really unfortunate, like if they didn't have parents to fight for them, you know? Um, But it's a good thing is that I think um, at least Montgomery County, um, actually, no, Maryland, they just passed a bill last year. My daughter and I went and they're, they are going to start testing for dyslexia, which we were crying because she's like, how is this going to help me? I'm like, it's not honey, but it'll help those, those below you, you know, those coming up through, through the school system. Sometimes um, you gonna have, start screening them. Sometimes you have so. to
0: scream loud enough to someone here so that it'll, it'll fix the, from the bottom, you know, you have to fix from the bottom up, you know?
1: Well, yeah. I mean like they have to start screening, um, these, um, the young kids, um, and then they can start helping them. So they never really did that for her. Well, they, they're just, they're going to start ho- hopefully, um, giving them the um, training them with the Orton Gillingham method, which um, is really, really amazing to help with the the phonemic awareness and everything. So I'm excited about that. So that's really, really good.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like you're on the right path. So like I said, if there's anything we can do, um, please, um, I'll encourage you in any way I can. So
1: thank you. Yeah, it's been rough. I mean, she's um, you know, changed schools like,, uh, after fourth grade, I took her out into a special school and then um, you know, we were running a little bit out of, I don't know, that wasn't really working out and for whatever reason. She went to another private school and then that didn't work out for another reason. She went I did homeschooling for a little bit. She went uh, back to public school and um and then uh we've just then she developed anxiety through that and then she finally um we re- went to another pr- public school and into an area where they can have like a little bit more attention given to her um and then they just have let her reading go and um it's just been just so hard so so hard but um I just hope that nobody has to go through what I what we've gone through I say I but she's just such an amazingly hardworking girl and we're right now looking at colleges and hopefully like a college that can help support her and she really wants to go and she's just going to prove everybody wrong and that's how she feels and um and I'm just so proud of her so um so we're just in the middle of all the the college applications and all that stuff, which I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> so stressful. Well, that, but <laughs> that's just a big.
0: That would be a, just a big um, thing to go through under our normal circumstances, yeah. and to go through it where you have to find a school, a college yeah. that will be acceptive to her learning disabilities is such a another big. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, she's taken all her regular classes. She's got tutoring, you know, two days after school to like can now catch up with a lot of her reading. Then the school finally is, you know, giving her extra reading help. Cause I'm like, we got to get ready for college. Like now it's like just trying to make up for lost time. So she's just working like really, really hard. But anyway, I just want everybody to, to keep an eye out for like some of the signs of, you know, dyslexia. Um, and, um, you know, when their kids are young. Um, And one of the, some of the things is like, you know, difficulty tying their shoelaces, which I never really thought would be a dys dyslexic thing, difficulty, um, reading a clock with hands, early ear infections, which is interesting and, uh, trouble, um, rhyming, which, um, which is interesting. So like not many hip hop artists probably have dyslexia. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that was just, those are just some interesting, like early signs of dyslexia. Um, and, um. Anyway, it's also like auditory. So and visual. So like, like, it's an auditory processing thing, too. So um, she like loves to write, um, because she can like slow down the way she's hearing things and saying things. So she's like a really good writer. But everybody's different. And they can have like different versions of, you know, different symptoms or whatever of, of dyslexia. And they can come, you know, some of them, and they can take all of them or none of them, you know, like, or one of them, I mean.
0: i mean everything you say is something is like yeah i yeah i when i was younger i did have problems i mean getting the fundamentals of tying my shoe and yeah and i don't rhyme that well either um so uh it's just you know um i i'm thankful that i I, that apple came out with this amazing iphone and then there's technology because without the iphone um yes um uh I I don't know if I would be able to function without um, this technology and be able to f- be a full functioning um, person in society because this allows me I can read documents, I can scan it, read it. Yes, you know I can write um, I can write a sentence that has no misspelled. I mean, it might not be um, it might it might be the right spelling, but it might not be in the right context. But right. at least I can express myself in some exactly. form, um, and that's something that I couldn't have done if, um, you know, if I was born just ten years earlier. So
1: exactly. Ugh.
0: So, um, I I I assume that you guys have a great smartphone for, and there's some great apps that that I use, and I'll be happy to pass along. So.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830 or you can go just go right to their website at maVpp.com Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Well, I really appreciate you giving us such a, um, really deep dive into your platform. And, uh, as well as, um, just telling us how important that is. I, I don't usually get someone that is so passionate about my um, my current uh, issue as well as clearly it's your daughter's, it's your family's issue, your daughter's issue as well. So I appreciate you bringing that to light because sometimes, like you had mentioned, that people don't realize how devastating um, not being able to communicate yourself in public can be. So it's um, um, I'm very appreciative that we there we have more allies out there. So. Um, there's actually yeah. – um, there's a famous uh, lacrosse player. Um, his name is Paul um, Rubin, Ruben, and uh, he actually is dyslexia as well, and he does a charity um, gala every year to raise money for mm. dyslexia. Um, he's like the most famous pr- lacrosse player. He actually grew up in Annapolis, oh. and um, he now owns – um, the independent uh, lacrosse league, and I believe it's um, LPL, uh, um, Legends, um, or there's no, it's P A O, it's P L L, so it's Professional Lacrosse League. Um, he he did play in Major M L L O Major League Lacrosse, but then he he left them because they weren't paying him enough money, and he f- he founded his own organization. So he has. Uh, 10 teams and they're in their second season so that would probably be a really great ally for you to reach out to as well oh my and, yes, and yes. probably after um, this all this stuff clears up with COVID he'll definitely start doing his his gala every year I, wow, I photographed yeah. it for two years so I I know he's very so dedicated and the his family wow. is as mu- as much dedicated as you are So that would probably be a great organization for you guys too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to, yeah, be in contact with anybody who is helping raise awareness for this. Because, I mean, just for people to know that, like, you know, as soon as my daughter was like, you know, late in speaking, you know, I'm just like, oh, she has an older brother. She's just, you know, and I didn't have her really tested for it. I mean, they did notice it when she was um, young that she had something, but they just don't want to diagnose it in the public school system for whatever reason. They well they just, don't have the they, resources. They don't have they don't, the skills yeah, exactly. they, they're not they trained that exactly. They don't want to say it because then they'd have to they would have to give you what they need what she needs. So yeah. So,
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which is a shame because if so many people have it, they should be doing and most people you're right who and the most so many adults have it right now and they don't even know they have it. Because it's oh, just yeah, like absolutely. they don't even
0: know they have it. Well, I mean, it's just the little things like uh, if you write something down and then you write it backwards, you know, that might be just a, a, a um, small, um, you know, it it might be a minor um, inconvenience. But for, you know, that might be a major inconvenience for someone who has a severe um, issue of um, dyslexia or they're or they're literally reading things backwards or, um, for my case where I just, I really have so, uh, severe dyslexia so badly that I have such a hard time reading at all. So, um, yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. it's at- just
1: because of the way the that the brain is, it's like, it's the, the left side mm-hmm. of the brain is, is, isn't, you know, it's not communicating. It's not. Yeah.
0: They, um, I ha- I watched this one documentary about dyslexia, and they actually did a, a MRI, and the creative side, which is one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I'm yeah in photography, C- right, lights up like a like a light bulb, like bing, yes. bing, 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 bing. like it's over oversaturated, exactly, and then mm-hmm. the side that is creative when it comes to writing and spelling, it's literally like a black hole, <laughs> and they yeah. and the best way they can describe it is that there's there there's activity. It's not that the side of the brain is dead. It's just in most people, they both sides of the brain talk equally, right. not one over dominates the other. Um, and, uh,
1: right. But dyslexic can learn anything with the proper teaching oh, and motivation. Like, Oh yeah. You, you just have to use, you just have to like work extra harder on that other side and you can overcome that. And with assistive technology and all of that, and you know, So it's just amazing. But you excel at connecting, like, ideas and thinking outside the box and, like, seeing the big picture and, like, and all of that because you've had to compensate.
0: Like, I, I personally learn very easily by someone showing me. Like I, yeah, yeah. It's multi-sensory. I yeah, it's,
1: it's multi-sensory and that's how she learns. And that's what's been so hard with this online 2020 stuff because yep. she's had to be yep, doing course. everything online. The poor thing. I'm like, no, so don't. she's been through understand. so much this whole time. And this is how her senior ha- year has to be. She's going out like this. And I'm like, oh my gosh.
0: Well, the <sighs> most important thing, and I'm sure you, is that it's your senior year for high school, but you have your entire life to focus on. And And education doesn't just stop at, at grade 12, you know. Uh, I know. I know.
1: I know. She's looking forward to hopefully having, like, the best college experience. You know, you just have to, you know. I mean, if she's just, if she's
0: promoting herself about going to college, it sounds like she's, she's pretty with it. So, I mean. I mean, I, she's I was got swan-
1: severe, severe dyslexia. Like, even her tutors, like, you know, she's got such severe dyslexia. But she said, you know, she's got such a good attitude. And also, you know, she loves, you know, to write and just to express herself in written word and she, she needs help with it all, but we're, we're trying to get it for her, you know, just to make her catch up with everything. So, I mean, it's just more her will, you know, and I think that's all it takes. I mean, you know, you have um, Steven Spielberg um, is dyslexic. Um, the um, What's the guy from Virgin records. He's dyslexic. Are you talking um, about Richard Branson? Mm-hmm. He's dyslexic. Um, And I guess they say Albert Einstein was dyslexic as well. Um, So I I wouldn't be shocked
0: that most people that are one minded focus, like uh, the character Sheldon from big bang theory, I, I would think that he either has Asperger's syndrome or, 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 or he has dyslexia because yeah, I know myself that I'm pretty like one minded, like, like my life revolves around my photography work. So if my photography work, if people don't like my work, you're in my mind I really feel like, you know, you don't like you don't you're you don't like me as a human being because that's my life. Like so so uh I assume that's how your daughter is too that you know like
1: well, right now she's just about school. She's right. like, I am so, going to do this. I'm going to exactly. get out of this. Right. Well, so if she's good, not I'm doing glad well, you told me that because it's like it helps me to understand because that's what she's saying. I was like, Yeah, I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to try to, you know, tell people about this. She's like, You don't have dyslexia. What are you doing? And I'm like, Girl, <laughs> I feel like I have it. No, I'm you, like, I've been fighting for this my whole life. I feel like you know. So I mean, it's like her whole life.
0: Yeah, your life. Re- her I mean, same. My mom would say the same thing her her your life revolves around it revolves around
1: her. it does I've been fighting for this and it's like I just am not gonna I'm not gonna give up until she makes it you know so
0: I um I, I hope you don't have withdrawal because if she goes somewhere where <laughs> she leaves right. like she's not with you anymore she's not and you guys no. aren't studying together. That's probably going to be like a huge... What am I going to
1: do? Like, I mean, I have...
0: (laughs) You mean I have the evening off? Like, we're not going to... I know. I've started
1: thinking about that. I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: Well, I maybe this is an opportunity to find another hobby because, like, well, so, I know I've like been six. I've been
1: I've been putting a lot into my work, and um, actually, this is a good segue into <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, my work. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of like with my work, like I for a while there, like just with my business and everything. Like, I've, I've all I mean, I've had my clients, like I've, my clients, have been coming to me. A lot of them have been coming to me for like twenty some years, and um, they're very loyal, and so it's nice to have them. And and I've I've always given whatever I'm doing, I give it my all when I'm at work, I'm, I'm at work, you know, but, um, but I have been, um, knowing that like, I'm a very like future, like I think into the future a lot. I like to plan, like, even when I was younger, I would always think about like, what's my future look like. And so I like to think a few years ahead to plan. I'm a big planner. So Oh, I have been already thinking about that. And so that's why I've definitely been um specializing now into these um natural beaded row extensions and really like cool. specializing in that and learning that and going to classes and um and really diving into that. So it's been um it's been fun and exciting to like learn something new and like really get detailed into that. So. Well Patty,
0: we should we should tell the audience that you've owned a hair salon or, or a beauty salon for you i guess you said 30 years right so well that, it's 20 20 but, okay um,
1: well, yeah so like well it's gonna be 21 my son's gonna be 21 so yeah it's up on cool. 21 years and um, but doing hair for longer but That's yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah is so, that
0: your going back to your creative outlet is that how you I'm you define- always
1: creative I've, I've always been creative but like yeah so I mean I'm always you know always 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 have my you know my clients and I are like you know obviously like family like I said I've been they've been and I'm always getting you know new it's always like the ebb and flow you always Always kind of have new clients coming in and people move. So like, sometimes like people will move and I make room for new ones, but, um, so, yeah, so then I've just decided, you know, I've been taking different classes because I always like to grow. So, like, there's this one um, I'm always kind of, like, trying to make sure I stay up on, like, everything that's going on. And um, I, I might be, you know, however old I am, which I'm not telling, but <laughs> but I definitely am, like, super young in heart. And um, so I'm, you know, always staying up with, like, the current everything in hair. So um, I know, hair like, changes. all the
0: hair changes every day so for you it's to be evolving. with yeah when if you're with it with hair i'd say you're definitely you're you're following trends oh, so you're definitely make- Yeah.
1: Yeah, And social media and everything like makes it easier. Like there's so much information overload and I can definitely OD on it for sure. Um, but, um, definitely going out and taking classes and traveling and like now, like, you know, definitely like my newest thing is like these, um, hand tied hair extensions, which I've done in the past, other hair extensions. And now to find this is like amazing. Like it's mind blowing to like have these hair extensions where like, you don't even like know you're wearing them and it's like, it changes everyone's like total self-confidence when they wear them because now like you've got this hair that's unlike your own hair in a way that like you really honestly don't have to wash your hair, but like once a week and you can do like little things like crown washes where you wash like the top of your hair and like get that kind of washed. But, um, it like holds curl better and you've got like this really thick, like amazing, like hair that's just like, it's, It's just, like, you feel so, like, amazing. So I love being able to, like, make other people feel so good. And um, Hey,
0: Patty, you don't have to sell me because, as a photographer, I've seen my clients (laughs) that have these extensions in. And I'll have to expressly express to my audience, you definitely want hair extensions, okay? Because what Patty's (laughs) saying is really – because it's so cool, even if you have the clip-ons or the halo or what Patty saw them, the um, sew-ins. They do such a great job because – they the material they use holds those curls so much better and they make you i mean i i love the dallas look like that big texas like especially if they look so nice in photos and like and you you don't have to look like the 80s but like a little bit of volume always looks really nice so
1: i know and then like with the the hand tied which is like so amazing is that when you wake up every day looking like that, like, that's what's so nice. And like, it's just like, you just can't believe it. So anyway, so I'm getting into that no that's that's
0: awesome um, I mean it's
1: been fun like just having something to put all of my like time and attention into is like because she definitely is like pulling away from me like my daughter's sort of like I've got this like you don't have to you know so guys I've got my tutor her tutors to help her and so they're they're taking over all of that so um she really wants to be independent and that's I mean obviously she should be and I'm so proud of her for doing that so diving into all of that and um so I'm gonna be expanding that and I got this new girl now helping me at work who's doing um she's coming in and she's doing like eyelash extensions awesome. and that's nice so yeah, that uh, you have bit- your hair extensions you got your eyelash extensions i was gonna
0: ask like- you if you're doing eye because that's such a it- that's that market's just exploding like if you could do you if you do your hair and your eyelashes you're gonna make buku bucks so
1: well it's like I feel like it's like high maintenance to be low maintenance is what I call it. Cause it's like you come in and you're in the salon for like a a few hours, but then like the rest of the weeks, like you're, you don't do anything to yourself. You know, you're just like very low maintenance the rest of the time. And, um, and especially with like I keep saying like with like the mask wearing is what I'm like telling people it's like you have these masks on, but if you have like your eyes looking really good
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know you don't care about as much the lips but the eyes to really accentuate those, and then if you're obviously your hair, <laughs> I, I have to
0: say from a guy's perspective, you know when when you got a mask on and all you get to see these eyes. if you've got those really nice fluttery eyelashes, it does you know get your get the guy's attention so i I would definitely yeah. encourage, yeah, I think they make women look very, very beautiful, so.
1: Yeah, so it's been fun, and I'm really enjoying um, having my girl Lindsay here helping me, because, you know, I've been here by myself um, for so long, and, well, I've ha- I did have my assistant in the past, and I've had different, I've had um, also different things, I have Botox here sometimes, and in the past, like, I used to have, I've had people come and go for, like, here and there, Mm -hmm. but to have someone like here consistently kind of working with me is going to be so nice. And, um, at the same time, it's because of COVID, she's not like right up against me. Like I have a whole area in the back and I just bought these, um, air purification systems. I've, My um, salon is like, um, I've been doing it with the window and the door open, but, um, now as winter's coming, I've got another one that's like really huge and it's going to be out here with me. And then I got a smaller one that's going to be in the back with her. So there's really only like going to be, you know, in this, my huge area. Cause even though it's at my house, it's like this huge area that I have. It's not like in my house. It's like in my house. (laughs) It's like nice. So you have a separate,
0: you have a separate um I facility separate, right right
1: yeah it's like a whole separate it's like the whole bottom level of my house and um That's awesome. so yeah so then um so I'll be you know I have me and one guest and then she will be in the back area with one guest right next to her own private air purification system that'll be sucking in and cleaning the air and obviously everybody wears masks and I you know make sure like it's always about like sanitation, 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 like number one sanitation, um, above all else. Like hair can look good. Eyes can look good, but you you can only look so good if you're alive. <laughs> so,
0: I, like... I, I I honestly really appreciate that Patty. Cause that, that, <laughs> that stuff really scares me. So I, I mean that, yeah. I really appreciate because I know how expensive those, I, I did a couple of, um, of, um, COVID, um, videos from for dentists. And, um, uh-huh. I know those machines are a thousand plus dollars. So, um, I appreciate you putting that, um, extra in to make sure that people feel comfortable because that really does make a big difference. So,
1: yeah. So I researched to make sure it was like the right one. I was like, you know, it's nice. Cause it'll tell me when I need to change the filter yep. and I'll have like the extra filters on hand. And, um, and, yeah, like, just to keep the sanitizer out throughout everywhere. And um, and so, yeah. And then, you know, she wears, like, a visor as well as, like, the the mask when she's doing, like, the eyelash extensions. So it's just, you know, it's about just making everybody safe and comfortable. But I think everybody's been wanting to come here for all of these services because it really is very private. Like, there's only... That number of people in here at a time—it's like four people maximum. Well, I so, think people
0: just want to be treated yeah. like, like a special too, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And I, I, I think anyone—if if you give them that option, if it's a, if it's, if it's within their budget, they, they'll, they'll pick the more private option, you know, to be treated like a princess. So that's awesome that you're providing that service. Is I assume everything is. Uh, appointment only, and then do you have certain days that you're open?
1: Um, I am open. um, Technically, I'm open Tuesday through Saturday, but I think I'm trying to cut out Saturdays, and I'll tell you why. I think that Saturdays, I think it's because of 2020. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that we all need to start really keeping tabs on our on our mental health and on, um, just taking care of ourselves. And I thought, you know, let me make sure that with all I'm giving out that I'm giving back and I'm all about self care and I preach it to everyone else that I might as well practice what I preach. So there's a lot that, um, that I'm taking on with my guests and I'm always giving so much. So I just thought like, I'm going to start, um, working less Saturdays. Um, which I don't know if everybody knows that yet but um, well maybe
0: yeah um, spoiler to my my listening audience we pre-record these and um, this episode <laughs> will be going up in late March early early April so maybe by yeah. then Patty you know the word will be out People it won't be know. such a blind side um, yeah. Um, but, yeah but but you I know do.
1: I just think, yeah, thank you. It sounds like you have a big
0: heart. Sounds like you you also don't want to disappoint people. So, but you know, you got to do what you need to do, what's important for you and your family, too. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I just think like, just, you know, I think that it's important for all of us just to be taking care of ourselves. So it'll be 2021, I, I think, by the time this comes out. Oh, yeah. And I think even still then, we need to be um, taking care of ourselves. I think we got to take all the lessons that we've learned in 2020 and don't forget them. Apply them with all the good, I think, that we've ta- we, we can learn from 2020 and can, you know, don't just... You know, when things get better, like let's say the vaccine is out and everybody's getting it and um, and don't just revert back to the crazy, busy lives that we used to live. And we need to really like take the stuff that we learned and apply it and keep it keep the good that we learned.
0: Well, I I'm positive enough to believe that there's enough that um, we learn from this, that I think people are going to work from home. I I think things are going to be a little bit slower for a long time, Patty. So I think, I think, I think people are, you know, and I, and I think that also people are going to be a little more cautious. So, you know, I think people are are going to wear masks for a long time. I mean, I've had this discussion with my parents, you know, even though a vaccine might be in their arm, uh, you know, in the next couple months, you know, that we're going to need to wear masks for a while, you know, it's going to, you know, or, you know, we're just going to still have to be cautious. It's not, you get a vaccine. Okay. We're going to the movies, you know, or, you know, and we're going to do anything, you know, we're going to, we're going to be in a crowded space or, you know.
1: Well, I mean, as long as everybody does, I mean, I was talking about this. That's assuming right. I mean, I was like, so how is this going to end? Like, is it going to be that like one day, like, everybody just takes off their mask at the same time and throws them in the air. Like you do like the graduation caps, like, <laughs> or, or is it going to be like little by little, little by like, little, it, little by little, but that's weird too, because it only works if everybody's wearing them. So if one person's wearing it, one person's not like, I guess that's how it's going to work. But like, I mean, maybe you only just, wear them when you're in certain places and then certain places you don't, it, I guess I, that's probably I think how it's, it's going to be. I
0: think it's going to be that you, I mean, my brain says that you're going to get a vaccine and then there's going to be a way to prove that you you are not transmittable because okay. the, i watched fauci fauci said they don't know if if you you they know that the vaccine won't cause you to die that you you may get sick if you get it but you won't die if you have the vaccine if you get covid but they don't know if you can still be a spreader of the disease. That's something that takes time to, to determine. But let's say, let's be hopeful and say that the vaccine prevents that too, which most vaccines do. Like if you get chickenpox, then um, if you have the vaccine, you're not, um, you don't um, spread it to other people. Like it, it prevents you from getting it and spreading it. So um, under those that if you can prove like a like a with a bracelet or with a, like a phone ID app then you should be able to take your mask off but if if you can still spread it then we're probably going to wear masks for a while until like a majority of people in the entire world mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. then, but that just takes time i i just want to get over the fear that that my parents aren't going to 100% mm-hmm. die if you know that the vaccine will basically in my opinion, guarantee that they're not going to die. Like you're going to die, but I don't want them to die in a hospital where I can't say goodbye to them. No, or, I know. So that's what scares me. So my, my,
1: my aunt's husband's there right now. I just feel so bad. Like she can't be with him and he's like on a ventilator right now. And like, it's just so sad. It is. I mean, because I can't, and it's like, I feel bad because I can't go be with her because she was just with him. You know, and like she's there by herself. She can't be with him. And like I'm like, Well, I guess I'll send you a fruit basket. Like, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, like what a lonely, lonely time for him and, and her. Like I mean well, I don't know how yeah, it just Oh, no.
0: and you know, that's only just being compassionate and being a human being. I mean that's what makes us that's what um I think really separates us from other, other, um, life on earth. Like, right. um, we have compassionate towards people, you know, we need to make, we, we, we don't want someone to, to um, suffer, you know, like a dog might see, you know, hurt dog, but it doesn't know how to heal it. You know, you know, right. you know, a frog doesn't have any compassion for another frog, you know, that just that's what makes
1: dogs though seem like they have compassion. They do have compassion. That's what I'm saying,
0: but they don't know how to fix like, like that's what make, I think that's one of the biggest things. is why, what makes us so special as a a race is that we, we have the ability to try and heal and we have compassion. So, um, yeah, such a weird conversation to go down. Like we were talking about (laughs) pageantry and, and it's so important to talk about your, um, your platform. So I, I really appreciate your time. I know, Oh, your time is limited, Patty. And, yep. um, I, I it was really, w- yeah. I, thank you so much. Um, I think that everyone can learn from, from all the things that you yeah, brought up. As far
1: as like, if I'm sorry to interrupt, but if, if, if as far as like pageantry goes, if like, you know, if you want like any kind of lesson, like that I could give anybody who is entering into pageantry, um, for the first time, like I would just say, you know, honestly, I, I, I would just say don't overthink it Um, because I think that a lot of people who go into it, like um, when you're, when you're, don't like, they try so hard and they push so hard that it blocks the, um, they're kind of, it blocks like that fun loving like energy from coming out from inside them and when they're paying attention to what everybody else in the pageant is doing um I think that it can get in the way from like letting their true light shine and obviously you have to like you have to um You know, pay attention to the technical stuff, like how you walk on stage. Like, that's really important. And how you present yourself and making sure that you're, you know, your tone of voice and everything. But that stuff can be learned and like do that. But I think don't get like, don't get so caught up in that, those kind of details. I think the most important thing is like don't pay attention to what all all the other girls are doing and just do you and just be the best version of yourself. Like, that's my best advice.
0: I mean, that's some great advice. I mean, I think so I think most people can learn the the steps and everything and I think it you just need to be yourself like you're saying and, and believe in the system, you know, and you know, I, I know a lot of people it took them their seventh time to win that big state title, but you know, persistence does pay off and, and working hard I mean, anything that's worth um, achieving takes time and effort. So um if it's worth your time and effort, you'll eventually achieve it.
1: Yeah, I think that it's like, I think they're waiting for that magic moment sometimes. But I think sometimes if you are forcing it, maybe it's because they're like trying to force something like a square peg into a round hole. But I think that that can come sooner than later if they... Are more just getting more in tune with the practice of getting more in tune with who they are, and all of letting their their light, their true light, shine. Of like finding that the beauty within themselves to radiate on the outside, and just be in that moment, and loving the audience, and loving the judges, and whoever they're with. It's more about like letting that love shine out, and in a way that radiates. Um, It's getting in tune with that. And um, sometimes it's like when you're trying to force something and you're trying to find it so hard, I think that it blocks it. So I think that sometimes it's like you have to just like in a way like kind of just don't pay attention to so many of those details and that it just blocks it. I know that's hard to explain. But for me, that's what worked for me. And I think that what I feel like I should have done more in the national pageant, I got a little bit sidetracked by looking on the outside to what everybody else was doing versus like, just, just kind of like, being me more than I was, you know, and just loving um, the whole like, audience and the whole judges, I was like, more worried about what everybody was thinking. You know, so anyway, I don't know. It's a lot, but I wanted to circle back to that because I know that's the purpose of your podcast more than anything. Well, it's just about
0: it's about giving giving people hope that you can achieve anything. I mean, if I have an actor on, I want to give them an an opportunity to understand that you can achieve. You know, so the your your major achievement when it comes to public life is winning a, a major pageant title. So I think you have so much to offer. Uh, And your knowledge is so important. It sounds like you also learn stuff competing at a a national level, which is so important for people to understand.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, I think that people can do it. It's just as long as they, yeah, definitely just get in touch with like who they are. And that's what it, that's to me what pageants are is like, is learning to, to be the best version of yourself. And at the same time, finding a way to um, give back to the world through that through being who you are. So I think that if you can get in touch with that sooner than later, you'll get it, you know, it's like, that's what I think it's really about. So,
0: well, Patty, I, I really appreciate your time. And I, you know, I really appreciate all of your advice when it comes to hair and your platform, um, for dyslexia and, and all of the knowledge that you gave to my listeners when it comes to really winning a title. And it sounds like, uh, you definitely have a bright future ahead of you and we're definitely excited for you. And it sounds like, um, your advice is really going to help a lot of people. And I really hope that uh, we have some future MRS, uh, title holders listening right now because of your hard work. So.
1: Thank you. And good luck to you too. And I, in all your endeavors and, um, and we just hope that 2021. 2021- Go yes. 2021. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you and have a good
0: night and stay healthy and stay safe. You as well. Patty, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, A lot of our audience, we, you know, we kind of hear the same thing over and over and um, we ask the same questions sometimes, but I really appreciate having a very unique deep dive honest conversation about something that you're really passionate about um, and that I'm very passionate about with someone myself that has a reading disability and is clearly dyslexia 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 as you can tell I have dyslexia so I um, really appreciate you really pointing that out and really Um, being a cheerleader and and really trying to change the system and trying to help people in general and I really appreciate you being so um, caring in that and wanting to care for so many people uh, that have that that um, condition because it's not a disease it's a condition or ongoing issue or I would say learning disability as always I want to thank my audience and I Want to really appreciate you guys for your comments. Thank you for your thumbs-ups and your thumbs-down. Honestly, it truly really, your feedback in any way really does help to create the show. And the more feedback you guys give us, the better the show can be. So please continue giving us comments. Of course, positive would be great. But we also appreciate negative comment, uh, comments because... Uh, negative comments only make you a better person. Uh, We also have this show on iTunes and on YouTube, so please subscribe to any way that is easy for you. I also, as I always mention, I have my movie review show with my lovely, incredible movie co-host, Ivan Carlos, who's moving his way up the charts and eventually be a very successful actor. So please stay check into our episodes and um, and I really appreciate your feedback on our movie review shows and as always please stay tuned